You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to session three. I'm so excited for you guys to continue listening to Monica's journey and her progress and for you to hopefully have a much better audio experience this time. So thank you for sticking with us and thank you for joining us. So let me just start by telling you a little bit about what's been going on in between session two and three. So in the last session, we really wanted Monica to get nailed in on those offers, what her free call was going to entail. And so we did a lot of that work back and forth in Basecamp. Monica definitely had to work through some stuff in Basecamp in the sense that she was continuing to make it pretty broad, like wanting to give so many answers in that initial call, wanting to solve all the problems in the intensive. And so we went back and forth a decent amount and trying to narrow in, narrow in, narrow in. But Ultimately, she did that beautifully. She came up with a funnel that really fits her. And she'll mention that a couple times in the session that it was interesting to keep coming back and keep trying to narrow down instead of just kind of like going really broad, throwing it out there and seeing what landed. So I will let you dive into session three. And thank you again so much for being here. Awesome. All right. So give me an update. I know we talked in Basecamp kind of about like feeling pretty good about the content, but feeling like you could maybe structure it better. What else has been going on for you? Yeah. So it was good. Um, Definitely took me a little while to get that intensive offer down. Um, But I love the way where you just like made me keep going and not being like, here, do this. Um, So I kind of like came full circle and figured it out for myself, which was exactly what you were trying to tell me to begin (laughs) with. (laughs) Um, So that was good. It, it feels really good. It all makes sense. And like flowing like into a funnel where before it was like strictly one-on-one session, there was no like, you know, free call intensive and then one-on-one. So it feels really good. I, um, I haven't started offering the assessment yet. Like I think I put it on a couple posts, but I haven't really got to that point yet. I was reviewing my content for this week and I I was just kind of like, you know what, it's fine, but it's not really written in in such a good way. So I've just been, I've been working on tweaking how I'm writing for this week. Yeah. Say a little bit more about that. Like when you say like, it doesn't feel like it's written in a good way. What does that mean for you? So when I did my content last week for this week, I had, you know, I split everything up into the days. I had, you know, what I was going to talk about and then I would write a post. Um, and then when I was like reviewing it, so every day I'll go and like pick, okay, it's Monday. I'm going to put Mondays up and it's like, oh, it kind of just sounds like, like word vomit in a way where it's like, sure, it's valuable, but it's very much like, just like, blah, like here, here it is. So it's like, I feel like I need to, you know, start off a little bit more inviting or, you know, start off with a question or something like that, instead of just being like, here's today's post, you know, read it all and get some value, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely a way that your audience is thinking what's in it for me when they read it. Right. So I totally agree with you in that sense of, we do want to know like, what's in it for me? Why am I going to read this? I think that's really relevant and really valuable. Right. 
But I also think that there's a piece of it where it totally makes sense that you're feeling that way because it's a super weird and new feeling to just like say some stuff, put it out there, say some stuff, put it out there. Like, so I think it might be a little bit of both. Does that make sense? Does that feel true? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So as far as like it feeling like what's in it for them, what do you think is true around that? Um, like I, like, so when reviewing my content, it just like, it's like a bit boring maybe like, so, so for instance, the post I wrote yesterday where I was like, it wasn't in my content plan. Like it was just something I knew I had to post and I just sat down and wrote it. It was like, it just feels so much better to just, you know, when I put something out there, just know like, okay, this is, you know, kind of like, this is my best work. Like this is meaningful. This is what I want to say. And like, so I know every post can't exactly be like, oh, it's from the heart, you know, in, in such a way that, you know, some, some business topics aren't very inspiring. It's kind of like, you got to get the work done, but I really want to feel that like with every post I'm putting out there, it's like, okay, this is good. Not just like, I'm just putting it out. Cause I need to, put, I need to put something out. Well, here's how I would try to think about it as, as a starting point. So do you have a best friend that you talk to pretty regularly? Um, yeah. So you know how like some conversations are like super deep and wonderful and you get to like talk for like an hour and it feels super connected and then other conversations you're like talking while you're like checking out at the grocery and it's like quick and whatever. And then maybe you're texting here and there and like the the entirety of that is what forms a relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. So it's not just like the relationship would not just be formed on those like one hour intense conversations. Like you need more variety than that. You need to laugh. You need to check in. You need to have a quick chat sometimes. Like in fact, your relationship would probably die out if you only ever could talk when you both had an hour to have these like deep, intense conversations. Does that make sense? That's a good point. Yeah. So I want you to think about your content like that. None is better than the other per se, it just all together forms the relationship that you're building with your audience. So that post that you wrote that was like, felt so inspired, like that's amazing. Do more of that. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but also equally, there's nothing wrong with here's my tip on how to think about your message. So one of the things we open the call with is Monica's desire to really make her content so much better. That had come up as something in base camp in between our session, then it also came up on this call. And I think there is so much normalcy in wanting to make your content better, better, better. However, I also think that sometimes we're trying to get to a point where we think like it's amazing or like it's good and there's no need to go any better. Like it's so black or white, right? Like it's good or it's bad. And what I find to be true with content with every client I've ever worked with and myself, we are always going to be improving. We are always going to be getting better. So if you can see your content as this habit that you will always improve at, you will always continue to get better, but you won't stick yourself now. I think about this in terms of something like yoga and why we call it a practice. Because you gotta show up to yoga class and do it every week to improve. You gotta be in the practice, right? You're not just gonna go and be amazing. You have to develop that strength and content is exactly the same. So if you find yourself in that, loophole of how do I get better? How do I get better? How do I get better? I really want you to give yourself permission 
to get better by doing it every week. There's not a secret formula. There really is just the leaning in and doing. Certainly there are things we can always test, tweak, improve, and lean into like we'll talk about with Monica, but the best thing you can do is keep writing and keep showing up because that will improve your content more than anything else. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And and also I would say like another thing that I've really noticed is that um, especially at the beginning when we start writing content, it can almost feel like our inspiration runs the show. Does that sort of feel true? Yes. So what I think you can get in a really good practice of is like how do I cultivate my inspiration? How do I start kind of taking my power back from that? We're like we're friends, but like he's not – running the show, right? <laughs> so like as a, as an example, like what's your content topic this week? Um it's about visibility, so there's different sections in each um in each day of the week that I was going to, you know, share a message and all of that kind of stuff. Perfect. So what you can think about is well, let's let's pretend that was next week actually, right? So like you already know next week visibility is my topic. Right. So this week you can spend time thinking about that. You can take five minutes to go, oh, okay. So like what's coming up for me around that? How do I get inspired around that? What have I been talking about with people lately around that? What have I been seeing that's making me think about that? In other words, like you get to direct your inspiration toward a topic instead of randomly letting it happen. It doesn't mean that you can't run with those random pieces, but it means that you can also be really directive and intentional about it. So maybe you go on a walk and that's like you set an intention to think about what you want to say around visibility. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like that approach because now what I'm doing, it's like, okay, I'm going to work on my content. Like, let's pull it out and see where we're at instead of like getting the inspiration the whole week previous because that's it's going to bring a lot more to it. So I like that. Totally. It's like I, I always say like I, I never got inspired sitting down looking at a screen. right? I mean, like, I wish that were true, but that has never been my experience. Like I never sit down, open a blank document and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. like this rush of inspiration (laughs) flows out of me. Right. Yeah. And so it's almost like you have to create those pockets of it in other ways. And so then once you sit down to write, it's almost written itself in your head. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So you're driving to pick up your daughter and you're like, oh, let me think about this a little. What's exciting about this? What's pissing me off about this? What's making me jazzed about this? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love the conversation around inspiration as it relates to content and creation in our businesses, because I personally find that this is something that keeps so many entrepreneurs stuck is that they feel as though they're a slave to their inspiration. And so they're waiting for that inspired content movement and it really prevents them from being consistent. And in my opinion, consistency is the number one way to grow your business. I saw something um, one of my friends posted on Instagram recently that was like, you know how you make your money consistent? You get consistent. And I just think that's so true. So we want inspiration to be a supportive system in that consistent creation instead of something that we're a slave to, instead of something that we're waiting for to be consistent. So what I always talk to my clients about is how can you get in charge of your inspiration? What are the ways that you cultivate it? For me, 
it's certainly not gonna happen in front of the computer, like I said to Monica, right? So I have to be in charge of doing the things that make me feel inspired. I have to be in charge of thinking about a topic and really generating my own energy and inspiration around it. So if you've been feeling stuck in this way, I really encourage you to figure out what are your inspiration-inducing practices and how do you make that one of the most important things you're doing for yourself and your business? Because if you can turn on that inspiration, you will be unstoppable and more importantly, you will be freaking consistent and that will make all the difference in your business. Tell me a little bit about the one that you wrote that you loved. Like where, where did that come from? How did that show up for you? So honestly, like I've been thinking about that one for a little while and every once in a while it'll like jump in my mind, like, um, like write a post about being a coach for like however long and not getting any clients. And it was like, okay, I'll go put that in my notepad. Like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then I just remember, I don't know if it was in your group or something that you had posted, or maybe we talked about it, but it was, you were saying like all those bits of information. Oh, it must've been this podcast thing. And then you act on it right away. And I was like, oh, I store everything away and (laughs) then, you know, want to get back to it. So then yesterday it was just like, I'm just going to do it. Like I sat down and I just wrote it and it was like, I didn't even give myself a chance to like take it back. Like I wrote it, I posted it. And then I was like, I'm not checking for like four hours so that I don't go and like delete it or anything. And it it was great. Yeah, The response was just like, it was amazing. I love that you didn't check for four hours. I think that's, that's a really good way to think about it, right? Where it's just like, this feels important to put out there. So it doesn't really feel important to worry about what comes on the other side of that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's such a big shift for you. So I just want to like stop there and give you credit for a moment, which is like before it was like the thought of even putting something out was so intense. And now you put out something that felt super personal. It made you feel super vulnerable and you still did it anyway. So like I think that one thing that's really important that I want to capture here is like what shift occurred to allow that to happen? Because once you realize the shifts that occur that allow you to do scary things, you can apply those to everything else moving forward. So so say a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think like I think it goes back to like a few weeks ago, maybe like a month ago, or when we had that first free call and and like getting off the call. And Ben's always been so supportive, even when it was like mentoring moms or like through, you know, the pivot or the transition and all my ideas. And he's always been like, yeah, you could do it. Like, if you want to do it, I know you could do anything in business that you want. And then so I got off that call with you and it was like, oh, she's telling me that like I could just help people in business and not necessarily like niche myself into a corner. And he looked at me and he was just like, I've been telling you that for like a year and a half. And like, why are you listening to this woman that like you, you like you've talked to her for 30 minutes. And, and I was like, but Ben, like, I'm going to have to, you know, talk about things and, and open up and like post. And he's like, well, what are you waiting for? And I guess it was kind of like the permission and not that he's like, you can't talk about certain things, but it was just like me knowing that like, okay, I'm going to put myself out there and just knowing that I have his support. And it was like, okay, like I'm, like if I go all in in something, it's all in. So I've just got to, I've just got to stop caring about like whatever's holding me back and just start. And so that's kind of what's been happening. And yesterday with that post was, you know, me just kind of being like, I'm all in, I'm letting it go. And, 
And it, it's kind of the, you know, the response I've gotten in the last week with, with a lot of my posts and my videos and getting so many messages that like, it's never happened where people are like, you're inspiring me, you're motivating me, like, just, you know, people that might never be a client and friends that I haven't talked to in years. And it's like, wow, like, I could actually help these people, even if they're never going to be my client. And it was like, now it's like, I'm on a mission to do my job. And it feels like that's my job. Ah, oh, so good. I mean, I think, that it's so funny how that's so true, right? Like it's so hard to hear feedback from the people closest to us, even though often it's spot on, but it's so good to have it outside reinforced. And then you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard this before. So you can tell Ben that all the work he's done of telling you that for a year and a half led to that moment. But still, <laughs> I think that what what you're saying, and I think just to like wrap that in a pretty bow is like you care more about doing the work and the impact, then you care about like what might come of that anymore. Like you were able to release something around that. Yeah. Like a hundred percent before it was always like, you know, the income goals are not reaching anything. And so every day you wake up and you're like, today I'm going to get it. And then you go to bed and you're like, it didn't happen. And then now it's just like, I a hundred percent know that it's coming and I don't care if it's today or tomorrow or in a month. Like I'm just, I'm showing up and like, doing my job. Like it just feels like I'm helping people, even if they're not going to hire me. I just, I want to, you know, motivate them and inspire them and just do what I love. So good. Yep. Totally. And I think that that's the required mentality. I mean, when we think about like manifesting or anything like that, you just like summarize the requirements. Like I've decided I know it's happening. I'm already in the place that it's happening. I'm aligning my actions to the fact that it's happening. And I'm like really available for however that shows up. Meaning like I'm not putting all these time constraints on it. Like business, prove to me that you're going to work tomorrow or I'm closing you down. Like that's like the worst way we can approach something. So I really like that. And I just think that this is something we'll come back to a lot. Like Hey, remember when you worked through that and had such a big shift? How do we do that again? Hey, remember when you aligned your actions to the thing you wanted? How do we do that again? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I often really stop and try to like take a moment for my clients to reflect on certain things. And I do that super intentionally and did that here with helping Monica notice what moved her through that challenge in her business. Because if we notice how we move through things, if we notice how we process things, if we notice how we move from stuck to momentum, that almost always applies across the board. In other words, what moved her through her visibility block will likely and almost always be a very similar, if not the same thing that moves her through the next block or the next edge she comes up against, whatever that may be. So the more you can notice what has worked in the past, what has gotten you into action, what has gotten you out of fear, the easier, faster, and better you get at moving through things in the future. If you think of each new problem as starting from square one, it's going to take so much longer. If you look at each new problem as a new opportunity to practice what you've already learned, you will move forward so much faster. So that's why we stopped here to look at what helped Monica really get into action, really move through those blocks and that discomfort she was feeling before. And we are going to continue to apply that over and over again, moving forward. So what feels like it's next for you? Obviously, we want to put out the free call. I know you mentioned that that hasn't really happened yet. I'm not sure if you were just kind of like working through the intensive 
enough to be able to put that out? Or if there was some hesitation around that, give me a little feedback there. Yeah, there was a bit of hesitation. Like it was like, okay, like I looked forward to last week. because I was like, great, I got like a lot to do. And then it was, you know, kind of difficult. So I had to really think and put time and like really make sure that it, you know, was going to work and it felt good and it made sense. And so that was really fun. And then it was like, oh shit, now I got to, you know, now I got to like put something out there and get people on the phone. And then it was like, wait, like, and then, so it's like, I can't, like, I still kind of feel weird, even though I know I shouldn't, but like, I did ask a few people, I have that one person that booked for like next week. So it's not that it entirely didn't happen, but I know like I didn't make that a priority. I was just kind of like looking at that as on my to-do list and being like, shoot, like I, I have to do this and I'm, and I'm not ready yet. I don't know why. Well, one thing that I really want to just make note of, because I I think it's so important is that you said, um, I feel weird about it and I know I shouldn't. And I actually think the total opposite. (laughs) And what I mean by that is like, of course you fucking feel weird about it. I mean, I'm teasing you a little bit, but it's like, you're about to like do something you've not really done in this capacity. You're about to like, and I think you're doing it in a new way where like, you know, there's trade-offs, right? Like the the trade-off of doing like a free call with no outcome is like there's not as much pressure. The trade-off of doing it with an outcome is that it's more clear and you're more likely to make an upsell. But the point is, of course, you feel weird. You are promising an outcome. You're putting yourself out there. You're saying, hey, do you want to talk to me? Which is like really uncomfortable. So I think that so often we feel like if we feel um, some fear or some anxiousness or some resistance that it means it's wrong or maybe we're getting something wrong or maybe we're not ready. And I feel like almost anything new you do in business, like there is going to be some of that to it. Like even let's think about this podcast. Both of us had that coming into this, right? There was some fear. There was some resistance. There was some, oh gosh, I'm not sure. Is this right? All of that. And ultimately we came to the decision that like it's still the right thing because what we want more than um, to be worried about a podcast is to like make a difference and make an impact and put ourselves out there and all of that. So I think you can give yourself permission that just because you have hesitation, just because it feels scary, there's no should around like it should feel amazing. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does. And then there's part of me that's going like, I have to just like, you know, jab a few more times before I before I post that to get them on the call. But, but no, I know I like I know I've been showing up like it's like I haven't really even posted that before. So it's that feeling isn't like it's it's not true. It's just me like kind of standing on the edge again being like, Oh, my gosh, I got to do it. But am I ready? So here's what's interesting. Um, I think that (laughs) It's so funny, like just what we forget sometimes in doing things. But like when you say jab, this is jabbing. So, you know, obviously we're talking about Gary (laughs) Vee, jab, 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 right hook. And right hook is the sale and jab is value. And so you're feeling like, wait, I need to give more value before I hook for the sale. This is a free call (laughs) where you're You're giving value. Like this a jab, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. A lot of people get like this with like their opt-ins too. They're like, oh gosh, like I can't put out my opt-in because I haven't like provided free value. It's like, well, what's the the opt-in supposed to do? Like isn't that what that does, right? And so I think like remember that when you're putting this out there, kind of like what got you over that um, 
hump around sharing that message is like, you're just like, I'm here to do my job and serve people. This is doing your job and serving people like on such a high level, right? In the sense that when you get on this call with them, are you going to pitch at the end? Certainly. Can they say yes or no? Certainly. But at the end of the day, are is everyone that you get on a call with going to walk away with value? No, that I mean, and like just listening to you here, like listening to you say it, it's just like, well, of course, yeah. Like that sounds so much better when you say it like that. I think that sometimes um, it's sort of reframing consistently that like nobody's like going to do me a favor by getting on the phone with me. Like I'm doing them a favor. And I don't mean that in like this, like I'm doing you a favor by getting on the phone with you kind of way. But I mean, I think that so often we think it's almost like, oh my gosh, lucky me, someone decided to get on the phone with me. And certainly you are lucky and grateful that you have somebody that like wants your expertise, but, but, but it's an even exchange. It's not, um, a situation where you're really like in the, um, you're the only one on the receiving end, I guess, is what I want to say. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. It does. So tell me a little bit more. Like one thing you said a couple times was, but am I ready? So what makes you feel like that there's a question mark there? Like, am I ready to actually help them on the call? Am I ready to deal with this process? <laughs> am I ready to sell? Like what's the, you know, like narrative that's coming up there? You know what? Like nothing really. And I don't know because like just <laughs> listening to you at, like ask all those, it's like, am I ready to help? Yeah. hundred percent. Am I ready to sell? Yeah. Like I could definitely sell at the end of the call. Like I, I don't, you know, I, I, I definitely need work. I don't think, you know, it's going to be a work in progress because I've never really done that before, but like, I'm not scared about it. So I don't know. <laughs> a question I have for you, because I know like, I obviously read that amazing post you did. We've talked about it a little bit, but like a question I have for you is like, is the I'm not ready thing just sort of like um, a consistent narrative that comes up for you in this business? That's a good question. Um, I think it's probably the easy way for me to go. And you called that out, you know, in December when I was like, but it's online business. I don't know. And like, you made me realize very quickly that it's not any different. So I think you're right in that sense where it's probably just easy for me to be like, Oh, whoa, like, let me just hang on here for a minute. Cause I don't know, or I'm not ready when I am. Yeah, totally. I noticed that like most of us have one story that we stick to, if that makes sense. So some people's will be like, I'm not ready. Other people's will be like, I'm not clear. Others will be like, um, I don't have something to say. Like, you know, there's different versions of that, but then it shows up everywhere. Like, you know, the I'm not clear one. Well, that, that, that means I can't put out content. That means I can't show up on a live stream. That means my clients aren't going to buy from me. And And same with I'm not ready. That means I can't put out content. That means I can't put out this call. So it's like sometimes – the story is is just that, a story, because when you actually go, oh, okay, what's true here? You're like, oh, there's absolutely no evidence that I'm not ready. That's interesting, right? Or like there's no evidence that I'm not clear. That's interesting. And so 
I guess what I want to say is like, I think there's some normalcy in us bringing like a story to every new level, but I think this is your opportunity to kind of go, oh, that's just that. It's a story. It's not actually true. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's it. Like, that's exactly it. Just like we were talking about earlier with how you solve one problem applies moving forward, the same is true with our stories. Whatever story you get wrapped around the axle on for one problem is almost always going to be what comes up again. So I want to be so intentional about helping Monica notice these things now so that when they come up in the future, she can see them for what they are instead of believing they're true. So the story that Monica's really been wrapped up in in this business is I'm not ready. And that's what kept her not taking action for far too long in this business. And that's the story that we have to transition out of for her to continue to take action and to continue to stay in momentum. So if you're listening, I really want you to pay attention to what is the story that keeps coming up for you? What is the story you tend to tell yourself at each new challenge, at each new level? Right? Because if you notice that, it gets simpler and simpler to solve and you start to question its validity. So the thing is, now that Monica knows that I'm not ready is a story, she's going to question the truth of that every time it comes up. She's going to be like, oh, I'm doing that. I'm not ready thing again. Let me look at what's actually going on here. Let me see what's actually true here and really dive in and pay attention. If she didn't notice that to be a story, it would be easy to get stuck in that loop constantly in her business, right? So what we really wanna do is notice the story, notice that the story is really just a habit and really just a place that we're staying stuck. Shift the story and look for evidence that it's not true. And that will move us forward so much faster. And so in between sessions, when she's taking action, if that, narrative starts to pop up in her head, she's going to have the ability to move through it with so much more ease than if she was still in the place of thinking that it might be true or thinking that because she thought it, it was true. So what does feel true? Like I am ready. And I just, while you're saying that, like the whole, the whole story of I'm not ready, I just wrote down like I am ready. So it's just, I like, that's so, I don't know. That's so funny because hearing you say that is like, yes, that's exactly, you know, I keep going there because I don't know why. Cause I'm just, it's a habit, I guess, but I am so ready. So it's just like, I got to just remember that like, I do have the experience. I do have what it takes and I am ready to do it. And like the next step to me getting to where I want to be is getting on that, you know, assessment call. So I think just reminding myself of that. And once I, once I like, once I get one or two, I know it's going to be easy and it's not even going to be a problem, but yeah, I just got to remember that. Yeah. So like an interesting question there too, I think is, does it feel easy when you think about getting one or two? Like, does that feel really obvious right now? Yeah. Like I, yeah, it does. Like, especially because, you know, a week or two weeks ago when I, when I got on like two calls, it was so easy. But then I wasn't, you know, I was doing it for free. I wasn't planning on pitching or anything. So it's like, I think now that jumping into it, knowing I'm going to sell, I'm just being like, oh, people are going to see through that. But I don't even care. Like, really, when it comes down to it, I don't even care. Because like you said, like, I'm going to be helping them. I'm not just jumping on, listening to them talk and then selling. Like, it's not a discovery call. I'm helping them. So um, I got to get out of my own way, really. I think that's it. Well, I think that one thing that comes up for me um, and I, I think that, you know, 
it's funny because you have two other businesses, so you certainly know about running a business. So I'm, I'm certainly not suggesting that, but I think that there's a way where when we're coming into this space, like so many people talk about like authenticity and all of this stuff. And so then we almost like stop giving ourselves permission to treat our business like a business, right? And so what I mean by that is when you're kind of saying like, well, will they know or see right through it or whatever? I mean, hopefully they see that that's what that's about because it's a business. Like, I think for me, it's like my confusion is why would anyone get on the phone with me and get free value from me and expect me not to pitch? I'm running a business. Treating your business like a business is one of the most important things you can do as a new entrepreneur. I mean, listen, it's one of the most important things you can do as an entrepreneur, but especially when you're new, getting in that habit of treating your business like a business is actually so incredibly important because if you form that habit early on, it will continue to be an easy habit for you to lean into. If you don't start that habit early on, it's going to be more and more difficult to make money and to show up as a full CEO in your business. So with this example, of course Monica is going to sell and promote. Of course she's going to pitch free calls. Of course she's going to pitch at the end of those free calls. We're not hiding things at um, the bottom of a post or feeling bad about promoting something free. We are going to fully step into treating this business like a business. In other words, why would anyone expect that I would be doing no pitch things? I'm running a business. I'm happy to give away free value all day, every day, but of course I'm gonna pitch because it's a business, right? And so I really want to give you permission if you're listening to this, that it can be both and that those things are not in opposition. You can be so value-based, you can give, you can serve, you can show up for your people fully and you can sell and you can promote and you can make great money. And when those two can live together instead of feeling in opposition toward each other, you will be treating your business like a business and you will be getting business because you will be serving your audience so well. So full permission today to treat your business like a business and serve because that is what we are ultimately here to do and that is what will move the needle forward not only in your impact but also in your income. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So I think that that might be like an interesting thing for you to think about. One thing that's been really helpful for me, and you tell me if this feels helpful for you, um, but you know how like your cleaning business was like a business. Does that make sense? Your real estate business is like a business. This business feels like you. You, you know what? And I, it was yesterday I was thinking about this is like after I did that post and like I'm coming out and talking about myself, I've never had a personal brand. I've always hid behind the business and strictly like professional. No one, you know, has me on Facebook, like no one really sees me. And so, yeah, I think I think that's it is that it's a yeah, it's a personal brand. It's me. And so that's that's something new. So, <laughs> so I think that there's a way where it- it can be good and bad. And so what I mean by that is like, I think that you're absolutely right. It is a personal brand, but I also think that in many ways you can still separate out yourself from the business. So right now your business is quite literally your name. Oh, yeah. You could just make up a name in your head for your business. Like one of my clients calls her business Bob, right? It, it doesn't matter what it is. But my point is, If you think of like, well, what does Bob need for me to do today? What's the best thing for Bob? What's going to, what's going to make Bob make money, (laughs) right? 
sometimes it's actually a little bit easier to show up for it than like, ooh, I need to get out of my own way to do calls for me. No, I'm going to do calls for Bob. Like, And I think that that's maybe a little bit easier because you're used to doing that. Like, You overcame so much stuff in your other two businesses because you did it for the business in many ways. And so this isn't to say it shouldn't be self-serving or we're trying to act like you don't deserve anything, but sometimes it's just helpful to separate those two out because it actually makes it easier to make really um, less charged decisions. Like, should I offer these calls this week? Well, if I'm coming from the place of Monica, the answer is like, I don't know, maybe I'm not sure if I'm ready, (laughs) right? (laughs) If I'm like, does Bob need me to offer these calls this week? Yes. So Monica needs to do some journaling, work through her shit, and show up for Bob, (laughs) right? No, that's it. Does that actually feel better or worse when you think about it like that? No, it it definitely feels better. Like, um, because it's totally right. Like in my cleaning business, oh, we need clients. I'm going to go and get it. I'm not going to worry about like, oh, shoot. Like, so it's like, yeah, what do I need to do? But separating the difference from like, what does my business need me to do today in order for it to like, you know, take a step forward. So I love that approach. So you can just play with that this week a little bit. Like if you're kind of noticing like you're having some stuff come up like, oh, I want to put this out there, but I'm not totally sure or whatever. I think that that's just something to try on. Like, okay, but like, what does the business need from me this week? And then this is where you come in. You get to do like beautiful work for yourself to be able to show up for the business. You have to fill your cup to show up for the business. You might have to do some serious mindset work to show up for the business. But the question isn't, do I show up? The question is, how do I do the work so that I can? Which is true with your cleaning business, right? The question is never, do I show up? The question is always, how do I make this work? Does that feel true? Yeah, yeah, it does. So separating yourself from your business has been something that I have found incredibly helpful and that I have seen so many of my clients really, really find useful. And so what that means is noticing that your business has needs that are separate from your own sometimes. So for example, the business needs me to show up really consistently. Today, I might not feel like doing that, right? And so it gets really confusing in our own minds when it feels like there's two parts of us fighting with each other. But if we can see the business as separate from ourselves, it really helps us understand the situation and find more cohesion. For example, if you had a nine to five, that's why it's so much easier to show up for that sometimes because you can see it as outside of yourself. So even if you're having a bad day or a bad morning, you're gonna do what you need to do for you to still show up for that job, right? And I want you to look at your business in the same way. It doesn't mean that you don't get your own needs met or that you don't fill your own cup, but it does mean that you do that so you can meet the needs of the business, so you can produce the content, so you can show up in a new way. If you do that, you will start to find so much more congruence in how you're taking care of you and how you're taking care of the business instead of feeling like they're always kind of fighting with each other. Like you have needs and then the the business kind of has needs, but they all feel intertwined and confusing and you're not sure which to meet. Again, if you can separate those two out, it's going to be so much easier to make good decisions and meet all of the needs instead of feeling like they're constantly opposing each other. So let's talk like really practically about offering the calls a little bit. Have you, um, you, you mentioned like putting one, one small offer about it at the end of a post. Like, have you written a post that's kind of like dedicated to these free calls yet? Or where are we with that? 
I haven't. So I have, I've like split up like just like a little, like kind of like what we want, like, you know, the title, the points and, and all of that stuff. So I've kind of just made like a little thing, but no, I haven't dedicated like anything specifically to that. So I think that would feel really good is just starting there. So it's not just like, blah, blah, blah. Here you go. Totally. So something I like to do, and you you get to tell me if this feels good for you, but I actually don't include the free calls as part of my regular content, if that makes sense. So I'm just going to still write my regular content as normal. I think that's super important for you too, as you're still like getting in that habit and finding your flow. We're not necessarily trying to be like, and also make sure you pitch and also this and also that, like keep just writing that like pure value-based content. But then in addition, here's something I want you to do. I want you to write five promotional posts. And when I say promotional, I don't mean that we're selling. I mean, we're still giving value, but we're promoting the free call. Okay. And the reason I want you to do that is, is one, you're really going to be targeting it at the call. Meaning I think so often we like mask a sale at the bottom of a very long post. And then we're like, it's so weird that nobody clicked. Well, like, <laughs> right. I mean, like, cause, cause they would have to like read the entire thing, get to the end, stop thinking about what you actually wrote, actually make that. And I'm not saying that's ever the wrong thing. I'm just saying that like, it's not always the thing that moves us forward the fastest. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So when we're really directing these posts out like, hey, get on a call with me and here's why, it's so much easier for people to be a yes to that quite quickly, right? The other thing it's going to really help you do is they're just set and forget. (laughs) So like you don't have to keep writing posts about the free call every day and kind of almost getting into that space of like, oh, what do I have to say about this and am I ready? You have five and you just rotate those ongoing. Yeah, that sounds great. Right, so you can rotate those for the next two months if you wanted to. Okay. Because it's not really about like, are you saying something different about it? It's quite simply about like, are enough people seeing it and con- converting and saying yes to it? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I love that approach. And that way, there's just not a lot of thought that goes into it. You're like, I post my value content and then I post for my calls and that's it. And it's like, all you have to do is the posting action versus like having to like really think and write about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be perfect. Yeah, I really like that. Just having them ready and then rotating them in there instead of being like, oh, shoot, it's part of, you know, my post today and it's super long and it's at the bottom. And yeah, no, that that is very clear and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Good, good. So then another question I have is like, what – what would be like a goal for you? Like what's like, okay, this many calls would be amazing. Um, I never thought about that. Like I, I don't know. Like I would like maybe five, like right now just five would feels like a good number. Like it's not too much. I could rearrange all my other businesses and like my home life to make five happen, you know, whenever they're scheduled. Um, but I'm open to anything really. I literally wrote down five on my, you know, I take a ton of notes. So yes, five. Five. Um, okay. Totally with you. Because here's why I think five is really good too, aside from the fact that like, you know, life, right? Um, but that is going to help you like have a steady stream of them coming in, but not ever feel overwhelmed. So I've had 
clients get really excited about something like this and then they go and book like 25 in a week and then they're like so burnt out by number 15 that they're like not even really delivering a great call, nor do they even want to get on the call, quite frankly. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I think that five for you is is really doable. It's really manageable. It keeps leads flowing in, but it never puts you in a position where by the fifth one, you're like, oh my God, I don't even want to be here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could see how that could yeah get overwhelming, tiring, and then you're just not showing up. Here's the other thing that I'm obsessed with about setting this goal. And this is how I really want you to think about it. And this is going to be such a game changer. So what I mean is like, we're going to practice this with calls, but really the concept we're working on is what's most important here. And the concept is I dictate the results of my business. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So what I mean is I think that what would be easy to do is put out a few promotional posts and then wait and see what happens. Like, okay. Like, so two people booked this week, five people booked next week, one person booked the following Like, it's really easy to almost, like, take that backseat. Like, well, I did the thing. I put out the post. We'll see what happens, right? Mm -hmm. And personally, I think that that's a really difficult place to be in business because you're always in that, well, we'll see what happens place. And it doesn't feel empowering. It feels like you're almost, like, at the mercy of other people. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So what we're going to try to work on here is how do I get five calls a week no matter what? So that means if I have to post every day, I post every day. If that means I have to do some personal outreach, I do some personal outreach. That means if I have to go share in another group, I share in another group. That means if on the first post I get five, I don't have to post for the rest of the week. (laughs) I just wrote that down. How do I get five calls a week no matter what? Because I think that's it. Like, And you're so right where you could like put out your content and be like, oh, well, no one, you know, no one did it. But it's like, no, if my only goal is to get, you know, five calls, I don't just stop when it's not happening, figure something out, you know? So I I like that. It's yeah, I like that goal. And how you said it like that. Totally. So the way I want you to think about it is this: say we get five calls a week. That Mm -hmm. means in a month, we've had 20, right? Even if you had a pretty low to mid-level conversion rate, We're still talking about five clients from that. Maybe on an amazing month, we're talking 10 clients. Like, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, we're, we're kind of playing a bit of a numbers game. And not to say that we're just trying to get people in the door, but to say that there's no way you could talk to 20 people and not see results from that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Not even just in the sense of clients, but in the sense of, like, people really engaging with you, people becoming your big fan, people um, commenting and sharing your content, people referring people to you. Like, so you can't have 20 calls and not just see a giant uptick in the results, engagement, and clients that you have. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I really love like, and I just have to stop you for a second. Like, I love how it was like the foundation work first. Like, what do you feel comfortable with? you know, figuring it out yourself. And then like, we're getting to this point instead of like the first call. Okay. How many clients do you want? Okay. Jump in and post and have those call to actions. Like I love how we, how we like started from the ground up and you didn't give me the answers. You've been making me like figure it out for myself and guide me along the way. Cause it's, it just all feels really good. And I'm so excited. Yay. Oh, that makes me so happy. I'm so happy to hear that. And I think that's, 
it's so funny, right? Because I think we can be like, oh, but that's the slow way. But it's like we're only on our third call and we're already like at a place where you're like, let me go book some calls and get some clients this month. So I think that that really is the fast path because if you had started at the beginning right now, you'd probably be in a ton of resistance. Like why aren't people taking me up on this? Or I don't even know what I'm saying or what am I supposed to be doing on these calls or what's actually going on, right? Yeah, or let me change my niche again. Yeah, or like, you know, calls just don't work for me. So, right? (laughs) Yeah, totally. I love having this conversation with clients early on in our work together, whether it's around free calls or anything else, but it's this idea of feeling empowered around creating the results that you want. I feel like so often as new entrepreneurs, we come into this space wanting our business to prove something to us. Like, well, prove it to me I can get clients. Prove it to me that my content is valuable. Prove it to me that we can make money. Instead of this idea of like, I am the direct cause of what happens in this business and I am the direct reason this business will create results and make money. When you come at it from that angle, the sky is the limit for you because you're not going to stop until you get the result that you want and you're committed to getting that result. When you're taking like a wait and see approach, like let's see if the business delivers, it is so much harder to actually get the full result that you want because you're not showing up like it's true. You're not showing up like it's your job and like it's your creation, how this all plays out. So when you can get really empowered around creating the result you want and then show up and do what you need to do to make that happen, you will truly feel unstoppable in your business. And that feeling of being empowered and being unstoppable and being in creation of your own results is the foundational thing that changes everything in your business. When you feel like I can get what I want, I can make the money I want, I can show up in the way I want and I can get the results I want, it's so much easier to take action on everything. It's so much easier to get unstuck. It's so much easier to move forward. So my call to you today, if you're listening, and if you've listened all the way through this session is to figure out what you need to get empowered around in your business, what results you need to get absolutely relentlessly committed to creating, even if it means you have to do extra things, even if it means you have to show up in a whole new way, even if dot, 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 you are still the creator of your results. And so think about that today. Have that be your takeaway. What can I get just incredibly empowered around can I get excited around and how can I go make those results mine? So I think that um, that this is a really good place to focus. And, and what I want to say too, just like to, to give you a ton of permission, you are going to feel some resistance here, right? Like, and so that's when you get to reach out and base camp and get support, but don't expect that you're just going to like hit the ground running, book five, no matter what, have zero resistance. It's not a thing. Like, it's a whole new way of showing up to be like, I'm going to get five no matter what. Let's do this thing, right? So don't feel bad if you run into some of that resistance, but make that the time where you like reach out and get support because that's how we actually work through it, move through it, and deal with it in the moment versus like if you get freaked out on, you know, Friday and then like next Wednesday, we're like, oh, we still haven't even put out a promotional post or written anything. So just know that like that's what Basecamp is for too is like not even just like working through the practicals of like here's what I'm offering and here are my promo posts, but definitely like 
okay, so day three, I still haven't written any. I'm going to need some support here. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay. Amazing. So five calls a week, we're going to write five promotional posts. You're going to work on cultivating that inspiration a little bit more, kind of thinking of your business separate from you. The the last thing um, that I want to talk about is sort of this idea of the um, free call intensive one-on-one funnel that we've created. Does that feel pretty good? Like, do you feel like it's maybe time to write the sales page for that? Like, are you feeling like that feels solidified or is there anything else we kind of need to like really look at there? No, it all feels really good. It, it does. Like it's for the first time, it's like, I see like everyone talks about funnels and all of that. And it's like, yeah, I get it. But like, this is the first time where it's like, it actually makes sense and like feels right in a sense that like, I'm not just putting stuff out there and hoping people just fall down the funnel <laughs> themselves. Like it, it, it feels right. They fall into the top of it and trip or something, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to share with you a sales page outline in Basecamp just so you have like something to start with and something to create off of. Um, Okay. But you kind of have a lot of writing this week. So, right, we're still writing your regular content. We're writing your promo posts and we're starting the sales page. Just know that like your promotional posts and getting calls are priority number one. So you can think about this sales page as like something to tick away at. So um, this is like usually a really hard thing for business owners, but I actually think it might not be hard for you because you're super good at like multitasking between having multiple businesses and being a mom. But like if you could just dedicate a half hour a day to the sales page. 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30, whatever actually works for you. It doesn't matter, right? But this idea of like you get to make progress on a task without having to go all the way in on a task. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like that you said that because if it was on there, it'd be like, Kate, get it done. But yeah, if it's not like, you know, it feels better if it's like, okay, jump in and tweak rather than like having to sit down and perfect it in one go and then struggle. So that's good. Exactly. Or put it off forever. Cause we're always waiting until we have like three hours to write it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the thing with the sales page is if, if you wrote for 15 minutes a day for the next two weeks, like it would be done and it would be really perfected and done with ease and all of that. Right. Instead of like, if for the next couple of weeks you're waiting for that perfect yeah. time frame where you're inspired and you have all the time and you're not going to get interrupted and, and, and you won't be waiting. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we don't want it to take away from other things. We definitely don't want it to change your trajectory on getting things done, on getting the calls scheduled and all of that. So this is sort of that middle ground we'll lean into. Does that feel good? Any questions on that? No, I'm excited. It's all very clear. Um, Yeah. And just, yeah, whatever time I have extra, I'll just kind of hang out there and and get that done. But I'll focus on the, um, you know, the promo post, getting those five calls a week. And then I'm just, I'm really excited. I really am. Amazing. All right. So don't forget to reach out. I mean, I think you've been doing a great job of like staying in communication with me and Basecamp getting supported there, working through things there. But same thing here, like just know that this might be less of the practical. Of course, you can send me the promo posts if you want me to read those and stuff. But this week, it might be more of the like, 
uh, what else am I going to do to get a call or am I in resistance or on that and use that space for that just as much as anything else. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thanks. And I just wanted to say, I love like, like, and, and so many people, like it's like one hour a week, but like you really put so much back end time into your clients. And I appreciate that so much because I think that's just been a game changer in me, you know, showing up every day and knowing that it's not just one call a week. It's really all the in between that no one sees. And I'm so grateful for everything that you do. It's, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. I love that. And I love that it feels like that and that you don't feel like, oh my God, I have to like whatever, squish in as much as possible on this call. I think it's what makes the calls flow better because we can actually talk about mindset and we can like dive in and look at what's really there instead of like, okay, but I have like 30 strategy questions. Like how do we get to those? It's like nice to feel like there's spaciousness. So I'm really glad it feels like that. Oh, good. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, my dear. I will speak with you in Basecamp. I'll put these to-dos in here and I cannot wait to hear about your calls. So keep me posted. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Lacey. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Literally. I am so grateful to you for being part of our journey. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you for listening. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated.